get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to the... 15th installment of the What Up Dope podcast. Um, You're speaking unusually softly. <laughs> it's going to gradually get up, my, get up higher. My, my, my tone is just going to jump, especially from topic to topic. Uh, I was trying to get a debonair voice going, but I don't know if that was really it or just sound like I was just low talking, whatever. But uh, thanks for listening to our our past 14 episodes uh those of you who have if you're listening now you probably have listened to the past at some point in the past maybe not all all the previous 14 but at least some of the past episodes things are going pretty well on the listen on the listen side i'm a little disappointed in the amount of listens for the last episode especially since we talked about the mike brown situation in that but i mean it wasn't obvious that we talked about it so no, it, it wasn't. At least I'll give kind of a pass on that. But. And, and it's been so much coverage and stuff going on with it. I don't know. I know that's it's been occupying most of you know. Well, uh, I would say most of definitely most of Twitter. I mean, every time you I look, I see a Ferguson hashtag. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Facebook, not so much. Uh, Facebook is always late to the party. <laughs> Yeah, it's dominated my Twitter timeline all week. Like, I can't go on there without seeing something. And the crazy thing about it is that it's not just dominating my Twitter timeline because of uh, just people who just keep talking about it. It's dominated my Twitter timeline because newsworthy shit keeps happening. Like, like t- daily with that. Like, tear gas. Yeah, tear gas or... Uh, like how the fuck are they using tear gas for people? Why are they using tear gas? Like, yeah, yeah I guess why would probably be the yeah. Like, I don't even. How are we even still at levels of protest? Like, I, I I could get it, the use of it in the sense of like, if it's fresh and people are mad and they're angry and it's like things are getting heated. I still don't condone the use of tear gas, but at least when it's fresh and people are mad, you can see why tear gas is being used. But it's like it's been over a week now, and like what's happening now. Like as in as in right at this moment, this prompting tear gas use, especially since didn't they start a curfew that's supposed to go into effect in about an hour? Yeah, and then I heard there was some protesters that went beyond a curfew. But the tear gas thing is kind of crazy to me because I just would I don't know too much about you know police uh, protocol, but I just would think that there would be a lower level of response that you can do that wasn't fucking tear gas and wooden pellets that you're shooting at people and right you know it's like this is like shit you always hear about in foreign countries or something but you know for this to happen in here and you know the the local and federal and you know governments don't give a fucking shit it's just i don't know it's sad man it's sad as fuck dude there's so many things to touch on in regards to that I guess we could start with what you said about the government and shit like that. Oh, before before you do that, uh, we have to give our non-sponsored uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, items. Um, so we've decided to uh, officially, unofficially, 
sponsor the What Up Do podcast with uh, Kessler's Whiskey. Um, I really want to uh, contact one of their people to see if they would really want to unofficially officially sponsor us. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I doubt people are like clamoring at their door, like, "Hey, can you sponsor us, Kessler's?" Like, who? I never heard of it before. You mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, well, the story with Kessler is that bar I go to um, a little, little hole in the wall bar. They usually have cheap, you know, on Monday they have cheap, uh, they have dollar well drinks. And so, um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I used to have some fucked up Tuesdays. But, uh, so, I would, you know, ask for whiskey because my whiskey of choice is typically Jameson, which even there, it's like four bucks, which is rel- relatively cheap for, you know, a shot of whiskey. You know, you can go to any, excuse me, any bar and it's going to be six seven eight nine dollars or so so i found out about that and then i started you know t- having it and i'm like shit it's not that far off so last week was the first time we had it and a, a fifth is like 10 bucks which fits uh my uh, economic status so i could definitely buy a fifth and you know not too trip about it you know so Yes, we're gonna get it. We're get. We're gonna. We're gonna push for a sponsorship. We can get free Kessler for every podcast. Man, y'all give us ten dollars a podcast. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just send us a case, man. I would, <laughs> man. I would mention them every fucking ten minutes. You know, <laughs> kind of like I, I hear the commercials on the read. You know, with yeah. different stuff, and I just like yeah. Uh, sponsored by everybody should go out and try Dollar Shave Club. And yeah, right, right. Sponsored by Smoothest Silk Kessler American <laughs> Blended Whiskey. But yeah, so our unofficial response was that we have a shot top honey apple wheat, which is excuse me, honey crisp apple wheat, which is uh, very tasty. Uh, yeah, and the cigars of the of the hour uh, is a uh, Drew Estates Undercrown for myself. I have a Liga Provada number nine, which I've heard so much about. Uh, in the cigar group that we're in on Facebook, so I'm I'm pleased to be trying it for the first time, and it's living up to the hype so far. Yeah, I was I was hoping it did. You know, I kind of gotta, yeah, you, you kind of gotta get into the cigar before you can really get an idea of everything that it can bring to the table. So I I just started it. I'm approaching midway, and as you get toward that midway point, is where you kind of start to hit the sweet spot, I guess, and uh, where you really get an idea of how good it is. So. Yeah, it's, it's 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 living up to the hype at the moment, so I'm enjoying it. So yeah, so those are unofficial sponsors for today. So like last week, we talked about you know uh, the whole Mike Brown uh, situation, and you know this week, obviously the week has you know unveiled a lot of details, things of nature that you know happened since then. You know, ever I mean, initially. Um, the story that we knew was, you know, Mike Brown had some kind of altercation, which is could be physical or non-physical, with a police officer, and if shot dead, he didn't have a weapon. That was the all we knew at first. So for days, that's all we knew. So since then, a video footage. First it was steals, then it was actually video footage of of him uh, allegedly, which it looks like him. I'm. At this point, I'm just going to go with the fact that it's him and just roll with it. Um, because that still doesn't, you know, justify uh, death. But 
if it is him, let's go. For, we'll go with that. You know, stealing some kind of cig- cig- cigarettes or cigars. Hold on, or, hold on, pause, 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 pause. I just got an update from CNN pushed to my phone. It says some protesters in Ferguson, Missouri, threw Molotov cocktails at officers, at, who then responded with tear gas. Fuck. See, CNN been on bullshit too because CNN been doing shit like that for the last couple of days. That's exactly why I, I wanted to read it because. Right before we started recording, I was like, well, I, no, it was once we started recording. I said, what's prompting tear gas use this far into the uh, into the situation? Yeah, because we're throwing Molotov cocktails at them. Right. right. Yeah. That's just like the, did you see the picture of the guy who threw the uh, tear gas back at? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. have you heard anything, Any? have you read anything about that? Mm-mm. All right, so, there is a photographer uh, on... That he ended up there and posting his Twitter name, but I think he's from the local one of the local news uh, uh, places there, and he posted the picture. His name is uh, Robert Cohen, and he's uh, he's a uh, photographer, a photojournalist for the St. Louis Post Dispatch. So he posted that picture, and for a while you didn't know. You know the person or whatever. You just saw, you know, kid with dreads. You know, at first it was a joke because the joke was that he was able to throw throw that back while holding some bag of chips in his hand. Yeah, he had the bag of chips, and so they were, you know, joking, you know, so forth, so forth about the bag of chips and him being able to do that, and so forth. So then they end up showing that uh, his his Twitter name, the guy that threw it, Twitter name. Yes. Oh wow. So they found him. Uh, his Twitter name is I E Y E Flood Panties. <laughs> I didn't believe it at first, <laughs> but yes, Mister I Flood Panties. I can see a nigga with dreads having a Twitter name I Flood Panties. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and and I was like, man, it's like even if you know, it's such a captivating picture, you know. I don't know what it means to different people. It just was kind of one of those, you know, it seemed like that picture could have been in, you know, in the 60s riots or something. Right. You know, you're picking <laughs> up something and tossing something back. So you see that and then you go right to his recent images on Twitter. <laughs> and then it's just like, man, why, of all people, how, why? Why was it I flood panties? What, what, was his, what, were, what was in his recent images? Just random fuck. For the most part, was random fuck shit. Just any random, you know, random nigga on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But then he gets to this one pitch, bleh, picture, excuse me, and it's I won't even. It's like how many is quadruple? That four, four. It's like a quadruple penetration. <laughs> what? <laughs> of some chick how, wait, taking like four dicks. What? What? Okay, <laughs> I, I'm on, I'm stopping at three. What, can you explain the four places? It looked all in the same hole, or maybe both holes, or oh wow, so gotta, multiple in one. I in gotta one find hole. it, dude. Are you gonna try to find the actual picture? Yes, I'm just gonna go to his. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go to his, his. His and hopefully it's still there. I I can't even imagine. Multiple dicks in one. Now this dude, he had like he had like four, he had like four thousand followers like early in the week. 
He has 17,000 followers. <laughs> and he's changed his picture to a picture with a suit on his Abbey. Look, like, now. First, it was he just like, some. He looks like two chains. Yeah, like two like, chains, like. At a funeral. Tied his head. Yeah, like right. two chains going somewhere, like on the job interview. Like, we tie my dreads I back. Could, I should have uh, took a screenshot, man, because he probably deleted the shit. Because he made a comment, and it really seemed like it was, you know, one of those. Uh, I got a publicist now, so I'm, you know, yeah, he doesn't have it on here no more. Fuck. Oh, man. But, and I should have taken a screenshot. Yeah, you can't you be know. the face of the Ferguson protest and have like two dicks and a pussy and two dicks yeah, and an ass and your avatar. He, he sure, <laughs> he sure as shit deleted it, but it was a chick, and I had to be three, I had to be a good, let's just even less to go with three, three dicks, just like. I'm pretty sure that. If I became the face of some huge protest, I'd have to go back and delete some shit <laughs> before yeah, yeah. before like, like, I, I don't think I can fully I don't, try to discredit me. <laughs> I don't think I can um, fully. Oh, so I just started reading a, a thing. Uh, Optops. They finally just, they finally posted an autopsy on Michael Brown. He was shot six times, twice in the head. Since when can you shoot a motherfucker six times, twice in the head with no fucking weapon? Well, I shouldn't say since when. Uh, most of the guy from New since York he got shot like 30, 40 fucking times to pull out a wallet. So, I... You just... It, I, it, I just... I think that the black life is just like so expendable, dude. Yeah, and, and no fucks are given by non-blacks about those black lives. Like, we just need to get down to the nitty-gritty and what it really boils down to why everybody's so mad is that... Let's look at let's look at some of the facts from the scenario. The things that we know for sure. We know for sure that he didn't have a weapon. We know for sure now that he was shot six times, twice in the head. We know for sure that... Uh, well, no, I'm not going to say for sure, but witness accounts say that he threw his hands up, said, don't shoot me. He essentially surrendered before he was killed. Why, why hasn't the officer been arrested? In a why, week, in a week, why has the officer been charged with murder? Because that's a murder. That's, that's a just murder. A, that's just a cold blooded murder. That's a murder by by definition, and from the counts of other police officers, anybody who knows the law, everyone says this is a murder. This killing was not justified. Now, the main the main thing that's the controversy is right now. You have people who are essentially using the robbery footage as. It's, it's, justification it's just, yeah. for for what happened. Like, are and you fucking serious? What's crazy about that is that you get a lot of these people who who talk about how you know if if black people conducted themselves in a better manner, if we dressed better, or if we uh, didn't rob stores for cigars, or if we didn't you know just generally be coonish, then we wouldn't have so much misfortune, or we wouldn't have other races who look down on us. And the crazy thing about that is that you're not going to find a bigger proponent of that train of thought than me. Like that, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. I, I've, I'm sure in our previous 14 episodes, there's probably been multiple occasions where I talked about niggas embarrassing me and doing niggas doing nigga shit, and just if we could just stop doing stuff like that, we'd probably be better off if, if as a race as a whole, we just did better and carried ourselves better. But none of that is applicable. In this situation, and that's why people are getting mad. And it's like you can't, you can't say if he had done this, then he this wouldn't have happened. What, like you said before we started recording, what should have happened is if he does, if he did this robbery, 
and it's it's petty theft. It's not like it's grand larceny. He didn't steal a car. Even if he did, he still don't deserve to die. But if he just steals, you know, some some cheap cigars from a liquor store, you don't. There's due process. He for, should be in jail. There's due process. He should have been sitting in a fucking he cell should. versus being dead. Right. And it's amazing to me that people are saying like, if you know, if you want to be respected, you know, as a race. Then you gotta stop doing this, and it's like apples to oranges. Like that has nothing to do with the fact that he was not given due process that would be given to any other race. If it was a white man, if it was a Chinese man, whatever, anybody else, they would have, you know, they would have been given the due process that any other that you're supposed to get as an American citizen, as a human. You're not supposed to get gunned down. How how about this? The fucking crazed fucking shooter in in uh, Colorado who shot up the theater. He's the perfect example. He's he's a perfect example of it. He 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 fucking surrendered peacefully. Uh, I, I, for my understanding, uh, the one guy, so did Mike Brown, apparently, so to speak. Yeah, uh, the fucking Boston shooter. The one that did get killed. The bomber. Yeah, the yeah, bomber. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, not shooter. Excuse me. The bomber. The marathon bomber. They found exactly. him in a fucking boat. They didn't shoot the shit out of him. Right. He went down too. And then Rolling Stone put him on a fucking cover. Yeah, so, uh, man, craziness. And, and I touched on it last week, and it's still, it's been bothering me the entire week, is how if you're a white murderer who you, you walk, in, walk into a theater and shoot up a bunch of people, or you bomb a bunch of people at a marathon... Not only are you given due process, you 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 get all your rights, but they almost find they try to find an excuse for why you did it. This happened to this guy, or he had this kind of life. I saw an article that showed a picture of uh, the uh, the guy that shot up the theater, and it said the article said something like theater shooter was a brilliant science student or some some shit like that. Something about his school, and like they they almost try to paint. The white murderer in a light where it's you, you're you're building up sympathy for this guy, or you're supposed to think like, oh, it's so sad that someone who was doing so well in life with all of his white privilege that he, for whatever reason that has nothing to do with him, he was brought down to a point where he had to kill people. That's so sad. But then they take a black victim and they paint him out to be someone who was deserving of what happened. Like, oh, Mike Brown got shot. He was robbing a store. He shouldn't be robbing stores. He shouldn't be walking around his pants down. Like, all this shit. And that's the part that bothers me the most. Is is how these situations are manipulated. Especially considering the fact that they couldn't even come right out with that. It's not like you could... It's not like on the day of or the next day they're like, Oh, yeah, he also robbed a store. It's like, For- when it takes six days to come up with why he supposedly, quote-unquote, had this shit coming... Like that almost that makes it seem even more doctored yeah. than it already. They seems. say they say that the the, the police officer had uh, facial injuries or something like that. All of a fucking sudden, six sure days did. later, sure that's kind of like when Zimmerman had fucking head injuries or some shit, right? You know. It's, so in six days, it's that seemed like pertinent information that you released immediately. That could have been released immediately, and that would have, you know, if that was the case, it would have been a, it would have been a little more believable than here and now that oh he had injuries or you know the case. But if that was true, they could have put it out right away, and it would have helped it look not 
it wouldn't have to look good, but it would have helped to look better if at the same time you, you were putting out the guy shot. So They're like, oh, the officer who killed him had injuries as well. Then, then we would be sitting here looking like, okay, so what really happened? Was there a fight? Was there a scuffle? Right. Those would be the questions versus why did he just shoot an unarmed guy fucking six times right. in the head? If it comes out six days later, how, why are we? what reason do we have to believe that, that this is true? We don't. It could just be like the dirty cop shit in, in, in the TV shows and the movies. Like, uh, oh, we we just did this, like, a, like training day. Where they went and they killed that one dude with the, that old white dude in the house. Mm-hmm. So then they reenacted the whole robbery. Like, so right, you right, come right. in, so you got to take this shot to the shoulder. So stay still. You know, Denzel shot the one dude. Like, stay still. Like his own setup process. Yeah, so they set it up to make the story believable. And that's how this shit sounds. Like, they could have took dude, Darren Wilson or whatever. Like, okay, so we're going to work this scenario where you and Mike Brown got into a scuffle. So we're going to hit you and we're going to give you some injuries to make it look like the shit is true. And that's a crazy conspiracy theory. But, like... Is it crazy? Like, how crazy is that? Because if it if it was true, why wouldn't you put it out in the first, you know, within the 24 hours of the incident happening? Why a week later does he supposedly have these injuries? And it's so transparent. Like, why are we believe? Why why are we expected to believe this? You had a week to come up with some bullshit, and you come up with something weak like that, and we're supposed to just buy it? Like, oh yeah. And even then, even then, he still doesn't deserve to die. If they got into a fist fight, if you get into a fist fight with a cop. The cops, the cops' job is not to kill you, shoot you in the head twice while you're on your knees with your hands up. Like one, if you're a cop and you can't handle somebody like that one on one, you should probably have like a partner or some backup, or right? Right. Like that. I mean, there are protocols. But I mean, you have, have things. You have steps to go to. You have fucking, uh, you know, sticks to fucking stun guns to, you know, and yeah, then you just learn to do stuff. Be the last option. And it seems like it was the first option for this guy. I uh, somebody had somebody had tweeted uh, "do better" or "do more," um, and then they added uh, Barack Obama. And yeah. so I'm, I'm I I tweeted after that. I said, uh, uh, "Yeah, stop being a fuck nigga." But then. <laughs> So then Barack Obama tweeted. Right, right. Like, <laughs> right, chill, bro. Uh, no. You can come see me on the right. car, motherfucker. Right. So <laughs> then someone tweeted, what, uh, retweeted something about, what do y'all want him to do, get hit with rubber bullets too? Like, What does really? that do anything? It has nothing you to do. You think if Barack Obama showed up in Ferguson that, that somebody would shoot him with rubber bullets? No, what... I, I'm honestly incredibly disappointed with the president. And it's not because... You look at most people looking at it like our president is black. Black people are being treated. A black person was killed without good cause. There's a whole lot of crazy shit happening in Ferguson right now. Black people. So as you would think as a black president, he would, you know, come to our aid or speak in our favor. And my issues with him go go beyond the fact that he's black. As a human, Just as human. a man, yep. as a person who has morals or values. You should speak out against this. If he was a, if he was John McCain, uh, you know, an old white man, I would expect you to come out and speak on this. If he was Mitt Romney, if he was Bill Clinton, if he was John Edwards, whoever, as a human being with with morals, you should be saying something about this. So aside from the fact that he's black, it just bothers me that he's been very hands off with this whole situation. And even if you look at it as, like, a, a, a political move, this is his second term. Like, he does, he's not... You ain't coming election. back. You ain't yeah. coming back. You, you can play the... You can play the... 
a race car you and and not have to worry about well maybe I'll I'm pissed off the white folks. You're not, not coming gonna, back with that. No, you're 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 done. So it's like why not start getting, that's what I'm so disappointed. I mean, of course, you know, a lot of times, you know, president they kinda they steer clear of those those situations which he has. And I just think he could do more of it. And it, like you I say, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night it's, it's, if I was him and I was just ignoring this shit. And you, and you know, he's getting all of the news firsthand. So I, he yeah, knows what's going on. He probably knows shit that we don't know. Right. He probably he knows a lot we don't know. He probably knew. He, he knew the shooter's name well before we knew. Probably, yeah. You know, he, he, he knew the whole situation. He knew that he wasn't fucking. Uh, uh, he didn't. The police wasn't. Uh, pursuing him before, you know, because of Rob. I mean, it, whatever the details is, he knew that shit. And at this point, you got, you got to take action. You have uh, foreign countries that go through shit, and we send aid to foreign countries at a drop of a dime, spending all kind of crazy money. But we can't, you know, take care of things in our in our own country as fast as that. That's bullshit. I tweeted "fuck Iraq" probably like thirty times during his press conference. Because I didn't like the fact that his when he finally did have his little press conference or whatever, it opened up with these updates on Iraq. And I've always hated our foreign policy. I don't like the fact that we seem to uh, want to come to the rescue of other countries when we have all kinds of fucked up shit going here that needs to be handled first. And I don't want to hear about what's going on in Iraq, what we have going on over there, who's over there. Who's getting killed over I there? I give a fuck about a foreign Who, country. Right I now, give though. no. I could not care any less about Iraq. I don't like the fact that we send people to other countries for shit that ain't got nothing to do with us. Like I understand if if we were if our own house was in order and then we sent people over to foreign countries to help. Great, fine. That's us being. But our shit good. ain't in order. But our shit is far fucking far from in order to be sending people out to do shit in other countries. So, to lead the press conference with that, too, it's like, I don't give a fuck about Iraq. Fuck Iraq, and fuck anything that has to do with Iraq. I don't like the fact that we have people in other countries in Iraq, and I, I didn't like when we had people in Afghanistan, we had people in Iraq. I didn't care for none of that shit. Like, all I care about is the shit that's going on over here first. And we got so much fucked up shit going on over here that we need to be taken care of. And I don't like this whole Captain save a hole mentality that we have for other countries. When our own shit ain't in order. Our own backyard is fucked up, and we take care of so many other countries. We we had troops that, that die in the thousands every fucking year, you know, in foreign countries, and this can be taken care of. This can be handled really fast. I don't like the fact that we have soldiers who go over there under the pretense that they're, quote-unquote, fighting for our country. You can fight for our country right the fuck over here. You ain't got to go over there to fight for our country. They, I almost, I, I really, I don't want to slander uh, soldiers who go overseas because they're doing it oh, no, I, they're I, doing it under no, no, the no, best no, no. Yeah, I, I, and I definitely with the come best off. intentions yeah, I, I, but, I agree I totally but I do agree. feel to a degree that they're almost brainwashed into thinking that that's what they're supposed to do when that like that shit needs to be on the back burner like why are we concerned what's going on in other countries we don't need to be sending our people over there to fight for other people when we need to have people here fighting for us. We ain't got no fucking soldiers in Ferguson to stop police from killing niggas or throwing tear gas at, you know, peaceful protesters or shooting rubber bullets. We don't got none of our military over there to stop that shit. But we got military over in other countries to stop because they don't have 
you know, oh, they don't have good government right now because we killed their leader or they killed their leader. Mm-hmm. So we need to have American presence over there to help keep shit in order. Shit ain't in order over here. Yeah. Like, so I, it's like I feel bad that, like, soldiers are going over there and dying for, un, for a cause that they feel is important when it's really not. Like, there's causes that's important here that they could be dying for. And they don't need to be dying for that shit. Yeah, they, don't so need they to be certainly don't need to be dying for shit in other countries. And prior, if they're the priority list of places they shouldn't die, it definitely, you know what I'm saying, it shouldn't be here, but it damn though shouldn't be fucking across the across waters and shit. Yeah, so like it, it, this, this so This shit is draining, things. dude. This it, shit is it so is. fucking draining. It's very, it, it's, it gives me a very defeated and hopeless feeling. Because it's like, it's clear that no fucks are given about black lives. It's clear that they just there's so many people with not just uninformed opinions, but like just misguided and just ignorant. Now when I say ignorant, I'm, I'm quick to slander people and call them stupid and shit like that. But when I say ignorant, I mean it in the in like the literal sense of a lack of knowledge. And the, there's just. We just really need to get our own shit together before we start going over to other countries and trying to fix their shit. But man, if, we, if you don't have any government backing for the local stuff, how how do they, you know, how do they... How do I, I, it's been a frustrating, draining fucking week just just watching all this shit. I had, uh, I had started, a, because Facebook is always last to know about shit, I had started this Facebook uh, album post of pictures just to kind of you know spread the word and stuff like that just because i think a lot of people are uninformed you know a lot of a lot of people on facebook post truth from like bad sites people posting shit from sites that clearly say on a on a in the bottom of their site this is a satire site like it's like posting articles from the onion and saying they're true or shit like that you know so you know Vern, yeah king Vern. Vern posted a, a article on facebook earlier uh, I think yesterday that said that uh, said that Jay Z said that Eminem is one of the most overrated rappers or something I, like I, that, I, I, and then Kanye backed it up saying that if if it wasn't for drugs and laziness, Eminem would have been one of the best rappers. I saw of all that. Time. I saw that. And you know, I was going to ask you, but I I figured you had seen it at some point or knew about it. I was going to ask you that. Anything that has to do with Eminem always it always seems to find its way across my time. I, I knew you. I, I, damn, I'm pissed because I meant to ask <laughs> you about that shit. Oh, I, I I went to the site and you go to the. Uh, I, it wasn't at the bottom of the site. You have to click the like about portion, and it had the same thing. About, it was like the satire site. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, I tweeted. So I posted the screenshot as a I, comment. I tweeted them. The the site is called. The cool nerd or something like that, and I tweeted him actually. You asked him was a satire site. Somebody replied saying it was. I didn't, you know, give. I just couldn't see Jay Z saying that anyway. Jay Z would never call Eminem overrated. That would be like all over the hip hop news. Yeah, Jay Z said that and, Eminem was overrated, and that's why. And that's one of the things I could appreciate. If he got smashed on Renegade, I was about to say he smashed on, on Renegade for Christ's sake. <laughs> I was. I was. That's what I was just gonna say. So over a decade ago, he got but smashed. Can you imagine now? That's one of the things that I. Uh, You're not seeing this overrated white boy in your finest day. You can't see him lyrics. Right, right. <laughs> Come on now. That's one of the things I, you know, I love about, uh, well, social media one, but Twitter is that 
you you get an abundance of news all the time, and you can verify sources. Like you know, it's not like finding people post articles on Facebook, and you know, you a lot you you get more access to different articles. So if, if I see something that says, you know, uh, Jay Z said Eminem was trash. I know that topic would be so heavy that everybody would be talking about it. Exactly. So the fact that I had never seen it, well, I didn't believe it anyway, but yeah. the fact that I didn't see it nowhere else was like, yeah, that's probably not true. But it's so much news on uh, on Twitter that you can you can find out what's real and fake. Facebook, it's just people post it, and then people start sharing shit. And then it just comes out that it's true. Like, there was an article saying that that uh, show Power was canceled. Mm-hmm. And everybody posted this shit. I don't <laughs> like the show anyway, so I was like, oh, cool. But when I looked at the, <laughs> at the, oh, cool. right, I looked at the site, I was like, that's not even real. But everybody posts shit is real. It's Yeah, that's a big, 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 big problem on Facebook. Huge. I, I posted an article, I retweeted an article on Twitter that said that, that Facebook is working on some sort of way to police that kind of thing. Like, uh, I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't want to say police it, but like Work on making it so that satire sites are easier for people to recognize. Really? Something like so that. You make it, so they're going to make a way for people to stop posting or re-fuck shit articles before they post them? Or make it so that... I don't I, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to put into words. and like I, It didn't go into too much detail. But just a way of making sure that satirical sites aren't posted as real news. Cause it, and, and the fact that that was... That that was posted as a as a news story lets me know that it's really out of hand on Facebook that people do that, and I've I've started unfriending people for that because I'm tired of it now. Because like yeah, I noticed somebody yeah somebody posted um what is what did this dumb motherfucker post um oh she posted um after Robin Williams died she posted um. Can we get some coverage on Mike Brown with like a picture of Robin Williams, as if to imply, can media stop talking about Robin Williams when there's crazy shit going on in Ferguson? And I'm like, where the f- like, where the fuck are what are you doing? Like, because there was like, and I wasn't the only person who commented on this. Like, three or four other people commented like, what kind of enormous size rock are you living under that you think that there's no coverage of the Mike Brown situation? Like, what's happening? And she comes back with, "Well, it's my opinion that, that I don't want to give, I don't want to hear shit about your dumb motherfucking opinion." Like people think that, like because of this whole idea that, like you can, you can have an opinion and like it, that doesn't make your opinion valid or true, and that doesn't absolve you from being called out for being wrong or stupid. And like I was just like, just because you, just because you think that there's no coverage of it, doesn't make it true. That's your opinion that there's no coverage of it, but your opinion is actually wrong because there is coverage of it. So, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, but your opinion is wrong. You're stupid. Go fuck yourself. And then I am friend of it. Well, and I'm like, I'm, I'm just tired of... This person was notorious for posting dumb shit that she didn't research and then going, well, that's just my opinion. So, blah, blah, blah. Your opinion... My opinion is that you're a fucking retard and I'm sick of seeing you in my social networks. So, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. This whole situation has made me way less tolerant of bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I don't have. I saw it. that, and I was just like, "That's stupid." One, people out here dying. I don't have time for you posting dumb shit is true and talking about this your opinion. Right. Well, Go fucking drown yourself. The things I got from it, I saw that post, and the things I was thinking like, 
So you're telling me that one, you can't mourn two people simultaneously? <laughs> like I can't it's either Robin Williams or Mike Brown. <laughs> right. I gotta choose one. Like, damn, like maybe tomorrow I can start watching Miss Dotfire, but tonight I gotta be on Ferguson shit all night. That's one. Two Facebook, just like Twitter, is comprised of people that you've connected with. So with Facebook, you friended these people. Twitter, you follow these people. Mm-hmm. If you don't see Mike Brown, you friended the wrong motherfucker. Exactly. That's your exactly. fault. You don't see Mike Brown. Exactly. If you don't see, if you don't see something and you feel there's something, you know, major, it's because you friended the wrong people. That's why it, it's kind of a subject of you know Mike Brown or, or Robert Williams. You know, people always say they hate Facebook. Well, you friended these ass fucks. Like, how do you hate what you, do you hate the decisions you've made then? That's what yeah. you should say. You should say, you know, I hate all the people that I've made my friend. Like, I hit accept on it. And now I hate all these people. You shouldn't have fucking hit accept then. Because all the people that you know talking about fucking Robin Williams and fucking Gucci slippers, that's your fucking fault then. <laughs> yeah. Gucci you know? slippers. Oh, whatever. That's even <laughs> random shit. But yeah, it's like, that's your fault. That's not no one else's fault but your own. So you need to blame yourself. <laughs> For being such a fucking uh, having a poor poor taste in friending people and pick new friends. <laughs> I thought that about you for a minute because you, you had your whole run of like when you were posting bad Facebook names. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't call the Facebook names. These are your fucking friends. No, no, no. Well, like, I will delete say, these names. Initially, they were people that I had friended, but then what I would do is because. I have a I have a bad a bad habit of friending people that I don't really uh, don't really know. They just know me from somebody or whatever. So usually I would either unfriend them or I would just unfollow them so I have to see them because people really get mad about people getting friended. I don't know why, but so what I would do is I would find somebody that I used to this you know when I first started that whole thing. I would find somebody that I had, I knew had a fucked up name. Like my brother has a real fucked up ghetto ass. <laughs> and I won't even say it on here. But I would look through his friends because I know if you typically if you have a real bad Facebook name, you have friends that have bad Facebook names. So I would go through friends and I would just click friends of friends of friends and friends and find names and right. shit. Um, but yeah, I, at first I was I was clicking people and I was like, why am I these people friends? Because this sucks. Like, why are you? It's this one I find all the time. It's uh, what the fuck is her name? It's one word. It's <laughs> I, is it I bust three times, then give him the peace sign. <laughs> <laughs> and she has this Abby of like that might be a good name for you, Blue. Right, I, I, I bust I bust three times and give her the peace sign. Uh, I've searched it, so I know. I that's ridiculous. Yeah, actually, um, it's not one. It's it's multiple words. I bust. Three times, then give them the peace sign. Here, so she look. has four names. Yeah, look. She's <laughs> okay. For starters, since it's topical, she looks like Mike Brown. Secondly, her cover photo—that's terrible. She's her cover photo, she's like topless, covering her titties with her big ass Pillsbury arm. And then third, it does say "I bust" is one name. Three times is the second. Then give them is the third. And she was actually grammatically correct. That bitch had a nerve to use that She put an apostrophe in yeah. for M. Like, she put apostrophe E-M in there. 
and then the peace sign is the fourth name, and then in parentheses, Ms. K. Like, so in case you're, in case, in, in case, case you, you search for me for I bust three times in the peace sign. And there's many of those. And if it's like a long <laughs> list of those, you can find. If you, you can, can also find me under Ms. K in case that's what you're looking for, Man, too. that's probably the, the funniest one I've ever seen. And I always go back to it because I always search to see if it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I need to read her whole profile. Okay, her um, her job is reverse cowgirl at porn. At porn, <laughs> at like porn, porn is it porn? Is, porn is like the name of the company. She works for porn, and her job title is reverse cowgirl. Her she went to college at University of Sex Talk. And she majored in good yeah, sex I, and wet yeah, pussy. I know that. Stuff. You say what? She majored in what? In <laughs> good sex and wet pussy. I never read any of that stuff. Wow. And she lives in, of course, Detroit. I want to read some of her statuses too. I, I'm, now I'm fully intrigued because, like, this whole page is a joke. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl at porn, and porn is like in bold, so like you can click on porn as if that's like an actual company, and it'll show everybody else who you works should, at you porn. You probably see who all works at porn. I should, but we <laughs> we need to. Actually, record a podcast, but I'm, I'm curious. Okay. Oh, this is good. She reposted a photo from Dr. Farah Gray. See Sounds that? good so far. Yeah. But it's a picture of Kermit sipping the tea, your buddy, and the <laughs> fuck Farah Gray and fuck Kermit. And the 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 text says, "I started to ask God, how are you going to fix it? Then I realized that's none of my business." So. And then it has hashtag amen in the in the post, and she reposted that. She, so um, she, a scholar from she, the University of Sex Talk, she's spirit. <laughs> she's a spiritual. Is exactly. She's a very spiritual person. She she thought of questioning God and then realized that God's decisions are not to be questioned. So she went ahead and, and oh. made the name I bust three oh, times and gave me Oh shit. <laughs> She has a status. Had an inspirational service at church. Yes, that's right. The Lord is inspiring me to change for the best. Feeling inspired. Inspired to get that pussy wet, I bet. And then then right after that, the next status says, I need sex. Who's available? (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, these are the kind of people that when they talk about, like, if you stop being a nigga, you will stop getting shot. (laughs) These are the kind of people that they're talking about. Like, if you stop being, I bust three times and give them the peace sign, black people will probably be better off. But Next that is, if I ain't about the money, don't be, if it ain't about the money, don't be hitting me up. Nigga, I ain't getting up. <laughs> I could probably read her Facebook profile all day and just get my life. Like, this shit is so funny. Sometimes things hurt and I have no idea why. What does that mean? Like, maybe, maybe the pussy's throbbing. Right? Yeah, it was wet. It's wet. To, and I mean, her major is in, is her major is reverse cowgirl. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Her job is reverse cowgirl. Her major is is good sex and wet pussy. <laughs> so I don't know why things were hurt. If, if she majored in wet pussy, she should be fine. I don't. I don't know. Uh, maybe she was the picture on I flood uh, panties one with the quadruple penetration. August thirteenth. Do niggas ever say? Hell no, no, not no, no. Like, Hell no, I ain't fucking her. Her pussy is too tight. I'm pretty sure no one's ever said that, but <laughs> that's status worthy, nah, I guess. I need, you, I need a chick that got a wore out pussy. I wonder know. if she posted that right after leaving church. Was she inspired? Right. 
I could read this all day, but we have time. We we gotta get back. But I, I'm gonna okay. see if I can find one more funny thing. And I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> oh wait, this is why I don't fuck with Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius. See, she only likes see, yours. I let all that other shit pass. Now I'm offended. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a fucking astrological sign. Right, all that shit. All that shit. I was like, huh, that could be offensive. I'm gonna let it go. But she don't fuck with Aquarius. Well, fuck you then. I bust three times again the peace sign slash Miss K. <laughs> okay, I tell you what, I'm gonna read one more. I wanna find one more that's funny. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, fuck a nigga, pussy make me come. I, I don't even know what that means. Nope. Oh, she has a long one. This and it has a whole lot of profanity. Okay, yeah. Okay, so this will be one. the last one I'm gonna read. Niggas be talking hella shit about their dick. Like, yeah, I last for a while. When I bust, it gets right back up. That's me actually for the for the <laughs> since, since we're on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I can't bust and stay hard. Um. Uh, <laughs> I at least gotta go two rounds before we done. But then when we fuck this nigga, come quick. Wait, oh, but, oh she doesn't know commas. Okay. She knows apostrophes, though. Yeah, she knows apostrophes, but she doesn't know commas. But then when we fuck, comma, that's where it should be, it's not there. This nigga come quick and go straight to sleep. Talking about it's been a while since I had sex. Hashtag man fuck this. Hashtag team celibate. Feeling. Wait! Pain. Team what? Team celibate? celibate, yeah. So, <laughs> clearly... Well, one, she's contradicted herself a couple of times in there. Right. One, well, for one, she's throwing away her degree on good sex and wet pussy if she's, if she's celibate. You're well, wasting your degree. Well, two, <laughs> she said bust a couple of times. That was not three times, which would not get a peace sign out of her. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, this... Uh, I need to friend her just for, <laughs> like, laugh purposes. Like, team celibate and your major is good sex and wet pussy? Like... Now, how do you do the, the reverse cowgirl if you celibate, though? I don't know. That's, a, that's I, I don't know. There's so much. I could look at this all day. I just got to give you your phone back. Because w- the whole podcast would be me reading her status updates and talking about how she's dumb. So, yeah, you don't scroll back to fucking I'm August, like, <laughs> August and shit. <laughs> I scroll back like a week. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm now, sorry. You I'm sorry, I had you, though. <laughs> Dick sucking in the auto. Come swallowing about to follow. She's an artist. She's a poet. She, she rhymes. I, like, all I see is like, dick sucking in the auto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm quick. Come swallowing about to follow. <laughs> all right, I'm a, I can't do that no more. Okay. I wonder if she learned that at uh, whatever. Where was her school? I don't remember. I remember her major was good sex and wet pussy, but I don't remember her it, school. It was, let's see. Oh, she studied good sex and wet pussy at at the University of Sex Talk in a Relationship. Oh, okay. I didn't click the full which name. Which is actually a... Oh, God. What the fuck? <laughs> what? I see pictures that look... Uh... Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was some fucked up shit. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. For her. Is that a friend of yours? Or Hell no. Found? That was one of the ones I found a while back, and I, I occasionally go to the page to see what, you know, three times peace sign, you know, is doing and shit. So. Well, yeah, we're sorry that we diverted to talk about uh, <laughs> I bust three times to give him the peace sign. Yeah, we've, we've given her a lot of time today. I'm sure you guys have uh, probably enjoyed that. Yeah, that I'm weird. certain you guys. I would like to say, first off, uh, I really enjoyed this uh, Undercrown. I appreciate the trade. You have to let me know how you like the Rock and Retail at, at a later date. I'll let you know tonight because I'm going to smoke it after this. Um, 
It's, it's going to turn into a three. Yeah, it's going to turn into a three cigar night. So, we got, we received numerous questions. And uh, the questions, too, um, we got two similar questions. I wanted to touch on every, well, not every question, but most of the questions that Blue sent. But one of the questions that Blue sent, Blue, and you guys might remember Blue from um, episode 12, our one that has now nearly 2,100 plays. Uh he sent a question and it wasn't you blue our our one of our biggest fans guard now also sent the question and they're they're similar questions but the idea is um i'll read guard now's question and it's pretty much the same thing blue asked she said do you think this whole ferguson thing is a turning point will it change anything or will this shit keep on happening and this is something that i really want to discuss because I've noticed there's a whole lot of outrage regarding the Ferguson thing, justifiably so. And I was wondering, okay, so this shit keeps happening where uh, black kids are getting killed by police officers or overzealous white folks with guns and they get away with it or, you know, the whole narrative of, like, these black people dying without good cause. And... My first thought, well, not my first thought, but one of my thoughts in the aftermath of the Mike Brown situation was, okay, so how do we fix this? And, you know, there's been people who've been looting. Now, obviously, that's not a solution, but... Not at all. I don't look at it as, like, maybe that's just a, 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 a way of expressing rage, whatever. There's been people who, you know, they come to... They try to start movements, you know, let's let's... Let's start this movement. Let's get this topic trending. Let's get these people out here protesting. You know, there's been reactions. But how do we stop these things from happening in the first place? And I posted a status on Facebook. And I really didn't actually get any responses because I posted, like, a link after I made the post to a guy that said something about looting in white neighborhoods. And people were responding to that tweet from that guy about looting in white neighborhoods. And they didn't actually answer my question of how do we solve this. So, both Blue and Gardenau basically ask, you know, what happens moving forward? And I had all kinds of ideas on how we could respond, so to speak. But I came to the conclusion that I think responses are kind of uh, useless. Like, I don't think protests... Protests aren't going to make a difference. Uh, Tweets aren't going to make a difference. Speaking of... Well, in a sense... Um, speaking of protests, there was a rallies that happened all around the country a couple of days I ago. I went to one. And you yeah. went, that's why I want to get to it. You went to one. How was that? It was good in the sense of it was nice to see people united for the cause. There were a lot of white people there, which was encouraging. Because for me, it's, it's difficult to say. I'm half white, and it's hard for me to, to feel disdain toward white people. But it's hard not to at this point. You don't even look half white. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of tweets right. about how I don't look mixed. Uh, but it was good to to see a, a large group of people there for the cause. It was good to see the white folks there. It was good to have people speaking out about what was going on. But the downside of it is that I do kind of feel that these protests and these movements are ultimately useless. And I'm not going to say don't do it or that it's dumb or anything like that. But my point is that 
we need to that's a very like a surface reaction like okay this thing this bad thing happens so we're going to react and we're going to have a protest we're going to do this we're going to do that and we don't fix it by reacting we fix it by solving what prompted the actions in the first place right so the the way i internalize it is we don't how do we fix it doesn't start with how we respond it starts with fixing the mentality that caused it in the first place so i'm trying to figure out ultimately how do we change the idea in other races that black people are not as human as everyone else that they're it's okay to shoot black people and not give a fuck. It's okay to kill them and then, like, you know, build up a scenario where it was somehow justified. How do we change the mentality of, I don't want to just say white people, because it's not just white people, it's, it's mostly white people, but it's not just white people. How do we change the idea that black people are lesser than all the other races? And that's where it gets complicated. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because that, that's how we solve it, is that we make we make it that we make it so that all the all the races are on an even playing field. That the white people don't look at black people as like these niggas. Or, you know, other races don't look at it as like, you know, these these guys are out here, you know, they're less evolved than everyone else. Or that we're lesser than everyone. It's, it's about changing the people's mentality. How do we make people look at us better? And I don't think we can do that in this moment. Because I think that right now, the people who are doing this will say, like, maybe people who are uh, 30 to 50 years old or whatever, will say white folks. We can't change that. These people are here. They're middle-aged. They don't give a fuck about us. We can't make them give a fuck about us. So my, my... where I went with it is we need to work on the people who are younger right now, like the kids, kind of. And we need to work on raising these uh, kids who aren't black. We need to work on raising them in a way where they don't, where they're not racist, you know, because that's, that's where it is. That, that shit's grown. Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's how you come up. People aren't just born racist. That's, that's how they're raised. So you got the people who are our age. And the people who are our parents' age that are, you know, raising their kids in an environment where they say nigga in front of them. Or they talk yeah, about black people I, in a bad way. I, yeah, I, we need I, to get these people who are we need to get these people who are young right now so that when they become adults, they look at everybody in a fair humanitarian kind of way. Like we're all people. We're all humans. We're all here on earth. We need to share this shit together happily and not look at like these black people aren't deserving of the same shit that we are. But you can't... I don't know how you do that. Like, how do you make it so that that we're respected by other races? I I think... I, and I, I agree fully. Um, I, I... Again, I don't have an answer. Um, she asked if this is going to happen again. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen... It was, it's it, going to keep happening. It's going to happen because this has been going on in Ferguson for six, seven days. And it has been. There hasn't been no resolution to it. There hasn't even been an ounce of resolution to it. There. I mean, it just hasn't happened. They're. 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 They're not. The authorities that could do a lot are not doing nothing. 
the cut the thing they could be doing is one the officers should be the officers should be in jail. Um, that would stop a whole lot of this shit. Well, see, but that would stop it. But that wouldn't change the mentality. That would just make them hold it in. Well, I, I thought about that I too. I was like, let's say, let's say George Zimmerman was put to death for what he did to Trayvon. That would be for us. That would be validation. But that would be like you think it was, all that you would think do. It, you think it was, that wouldn't change the? Do you think it would stop? You think it would? It would start to stop future Zimmermans from doing stuff to. You know, other other people. It's just a surface solution because it will stop future George Zimmer George Zimmerman's from doing that shit. But it would only stop it because they'd be afraid of getting killed like him. It wouldn't stop it because they felt like it was wrong. Well, like yeah. that's where we need to get well, down to is where they feel yeah, like they don't feel like that's okay in the first place. Yes, yeah, I, I I agree. And I don't know how we fix that. I don't know. Uh, I think that I think that along with. That along with with somehow trying to to show the police just can't kill people. It just is not not nothing racial nothing racially I mean although it's a I shouldn't say nothing racial. It's all racial because racial. Well sorry I say ratio. It's all <laughs> racial because it doesn't happen to, you know, other white kids and things of that nature. So, you know, it is racial. But if we just take just the race out of for a second and just say we need for police to be trained to not kill when it's not a threat of, of, of death to them. Because I think if that happened, I think a lot of it could start to happen as well. If the police would respect everyone as equal, or authorities respect every everyone they run into as equal, whether they're a, a full-blown criminal or not. If, if Mike Brown robbed the store, fucking AKs in hand, Shot the fucking store clerk, left out, running down the street, shot at the fucking police officer. Police officer got out of his car, pointed the gun at him, got his head blown off. We have nothing to say. Kanye shrugs across the nation. Nothing to say. But it's not the case. You have uh, Eric Gardner who was choked to death. You have... Uh, the guy, the kid that was in California that was just killed, Ezel. Ezel, uh, he was just killed. Uh, you know, without a gun, without a weapon, and similar situation. I think his yeah. situation would be bigger if, if Mike Brown wasn't dominating the news. Well, yeah, because a lot, I didn't, I didn't find out his, and I can, and I can't think of his name until you said it. I can, um, I hadn't really thought about it, him. Much just because, like I say, this whole thing in Ferguson. But that's crazy that you know you have another death that's happening. Another death that's happening, and you have protests and stuff that's happening there. But the stuff in Ferguson is just so crazy, you know, that it's just totally dominated. And and then the you only have reason I know about that <laughs> is because one of my favorite porn stars is from California, and she retweets a lot of I'm, shit about. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you follow. I'm, shit. I'm glad you you follow uh, decent human beings that are in porn <laughs> that may have uh, worked. I follow like porn. my favorite porn stars. I do. It's probably like three or four, but I follow I follow some of my favorite porn. Now, stars. speaking of you know, I think earlier you had mentioned like, speaking of porn stars, right? Exactly. Earlier you had mentioned about you know rallies, you know Twitter activism, thing like that, and 
What is his name? Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah, the homie Donald Glover. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Donald Glover did some tweets about saying how Twitter activism is whack and things of that nature. Yeah, I saw that. And then you have that, and at the same time you have local folks on Twitter who are in St. Louis who are raising money for Mike Brown's funeral or his family, raising money to give... uh, um, Random food and supplies to people who are protesting, and on that in that respect, I think that's where so-called I guess you call it Twitter activism works. Where you know you can you know it doesn't solve the root problem, of course, but it helps the situation where I forget the uh, the girl's name. She she they, they end up raising like nine thousand dollars on like a few hours to help you know disperse. You know, uh, waters and foods that people out there prote- uh, protesting. So, you know, at a level, I don't expect, you know, it gets to the point. But I do think that I think enough Twitter activism can affect people just because of just the spread of the news. You know what I mean? Just the spread of knowledge. You know, it's not as like I say, it's not stopping racism, it's not stopping police brutality, but at least it's getting the word out that shit's happening. Like, I, I, I follow. Twitter way more to find out news than I do any news source. Absolutely. And now news sources are becoming trash. CNN is want to be like fucking Fox News so bad. You know, you know, you definitely have to be careful with the news that you follow. But I think the news happens so 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 fast on Twitter. You know, right? You know, you can log in anytime on Twitter and put in a hashtag Ferguson or just type the name Ferguson and you find out. Any and everything that's going on down there. Absolutely. They had a rally today. I think it was today or yesterday. I've, I've been kind of out of the last two days. But they had a rally of uh, that they had set up for the cop. Oh, yeah. With old boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they had a rally for the cop. I had and, to do a little research to find out who, who that was. Because I only saw the pictures and shit. And, first, they, and they had... Did you see the black guy? Yeah. That's, was, I thought yeah, that's yeah. what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Martin... Martin something. Yeah. Real, real funny looking ass black guy. Yeah, but he looks a little palsy to me. That's just weird to me though <laughs> that you would have any black person that could stand up and stand with people killing their people and be okay with it. That's just fucked up to me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's that just it just doesn't it it doesn't make sense. I I I don't get it. Like I just even if you even if a, you know. White person gets gunned down. I couldn't see, you know, a white guy saying, well, yeah, he, you know, whatever the case. I don't know what he said. I just saw his picture and they had shirts and shit and so forth. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, well, like I said earlier, like if you have, um, if you have a situation where you work on solving the police brutality or you work on, um, the actual responses to the situation, you can have ways where you cut down on how people respond or, or what they do. But I think best case scenario, you cut down on the actual acts, but you don't cut down on the mentality. And no. the mentality, I think the acts will still happen, maybe at a, lo- a, a, a lower clip. Like they'll, 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 it won't be as prevalent as it is right now. It'll cut down, but... It's not going to... This situation ain't going to be solved until other races view black people on the same plane as they view themselves. Yep. 
And that's really what it boils down to. And I don't see that. I, I don't know how we make that happen. I really I don't. don't. Know. I, I mean, I, I, the I, whole I, idea of like, yeah, if you stop sagging your pants, if you stop robbing stores, stop acting like stop a nigga, they stop treating you. Yeah, like a you nigga stop being shit. a nigga, and you you know they stop treating you like one. Yeah, that'll help. But like, I think there's just an inherent in this generation of adults. There's just an inherent uh, feeling of these black people just aren't us. They're not on the same level as us. And I don't think we can fix that easily. I don't think I don't think we can fix that at all in this I mean, current in this current generation. We, I mean, they're gonna believe that. And that came out with like when Obama became president. I've said this since he got elected in two thousand eight, it's two thousand fourteen. I've been saying this for six years. I don't I think that when Obama became president that white folks were like, we've held our racism in. We didn't like these niggas the whole time. But we we played the game how it should be played, and we fucked around. And now there's a black person who's the the leader of this country, and now they're pissed off, and now they're you know showing out. And it made me feel like because I was one of the people that thought like you know I never thought that racism was gone, but I felt like we were moving in a good direction. I felt like things were getting better. And yeah. now I I feel like all all that was happening was that they knew to hold it in. And well, I think the same thing would happen. We if we do all these things where we we fix these situations or we hold these people accountable, all it will do is just make them hold it in again. But we need to make it so that they don't even have those feelings in the first place. And I don't know how we do that, man. It might not happen, I, I, but they'll still. Well, you, I mean, you think about it. You know, go back to go back to sixties and you know MLK era and stuff like that. They've been fighting this fight since the sixties, and exactly. You know, we've made some some steps forward, but we've been stagnant for a long fucking time. So this stuff is it that just shows that it's not going to happen overnight. Obviously, it's not going to happen for decades because it still hasn't happened with all of the riots and you That's know. That's why we need to work on our current kids. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. We made I, those steps forward just because it was what we're supposed to do on the surface. It was like what you quote unquote should do. We need to give these black people these jobs so that we don't look racist. We need to do we need to treat these black people the same as us so that we don't look racist. Not because they actually deserve to be treated the same as us, but just because we need to be we need to we need to put our best foot forward. And we need to get that mentality to where we actually deserve to be treated the same and not just for you know for a front. And that's why I think we need to work on our current kids, we need to have the white folks who have kids that are like my son's age or kids who are like 10, 13. We need to have those parents teaching their kids, the white parents teaching their kids, you know, everybody's the same, treat everybody as a human, you know, do unto others, all that good shit, and make it so that their kids know that these black kids are the same as you, that you're not any better than them, and then... I need to take it upon myself and all of us who are black parents, who have black kids, who are, you know, 6, 12, 13, whatever, to teach them to not be acting any kind of way. This this is where the whole idea of, uh, you know, not being a nigga comes into part, I mean, comes into play. You know, I need to be teaching, I need to be raising my son to not be out here robbing stores, sagging his pants, you know, walking into interviews, acting like a nigga. You know, I need to be raising my son to be a respectable person and 
the white parents my age and kids my age need to be raising their kids to respect other other races. And that's how we fix it. But how do we, you know, you know, how do we get white people on the same page as us? You know, how do we get because it's it's such a daunting task. Like how do you get white people who are you know, there's still white people who are my age who are racist. How do you get you you can't get them to raise their kids to not be racist. Just like there's black people who are my age, how do you get them to raise their kids and not be an ashy ass nigga? Like, Man. <laughs> like like, how do you fix that? Yeah, and I, I think that it's just a it's like you said it's a daunting task. It's I, a situation I that I don't know how we fix. I, have, I, really I don't know. have the answers, man. And I, how do I, we propose to fix that in 2014 when it's been going on for that for forever, right? For all of time that's been going on. So it um, kind of seems like a situation that can't it, be fixed. It's something. It's, it's definitely something to think about, and it's definitely something to ponder on. And hopefully, you know, it's something to cry about. Man, it, it really <laughs> is. It really is. It really is. I. I really just don't have the answers, dude. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously, a lot of us don't have answers, but I just, I just don't know. Yeah, it's man, it's rough, I, and that's I, me going into it like incredibly deeply. There's people who are going into it just like, how do we solve these current situations where we don't get shot? And they're not even thinking about the fact that we need to change these mentalities. And how do you change a mentality? For an entire race. I mean, I, I think once you change that mentality, I think you can, you can, it it can start going over to other events, you know, because, you know, you have a lot of people who, who goes into, well, everybody want to cry about a cop getting killed, but, I mean, a cop killing a person, but no one wants to cry on black and black violence, which always happens, which is a huge problem. No one's taking away the fact that that's a problem. No. But the people who... Are supposed to protect and serve our people are killing people. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a huge problem. I mean, you know, you, you can you could try to make everybody everyone better, and it's, it's going to be a long road, you know, for years, you know, beyond our lives or whatever to be, to do better. But when you have people that you're paying tax dollars to to do the things that they're supposed to do. And they're just straight killing in cold blood. And in this case, and in many cases in America, from the NYPD to hell, even you go back to 92 when, uh, I think it was 92, when um, Malice Green was killed. You I, don't, know, I don't remember the year, but yeah. I remember yeah, you go back to that, you know, early 90s when, when Malice Green was killed. And, you know, the... And so I just I watched the uh, that starts with naming your son Malice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just <laughs> that's sounds great. That, that's that's part of the problem. Right um, there. You go back. I watched a video of uh, Channel Seven had an archive video on like a five minute video of that whole time or whatever. And people in the neighborhood were scared. They called up. They you know <laughs> it was uh, Nevers and Butson, and they, Wait, they what uh, Walter Nevers and Walter no. Something, Nevers and Butson. They were the, the two cops that, you know, beat Malice Green. Oh, okay. Um, and they were, you know, known on the streets as Starsky and Hutz, and they were known for, you know, uh, for beating, you know, they were for strong-arming people. Oh, wow. And the residents, a lot of the residents were scared to even be on camera. So a lot of wow. times, they was, you know, even then, you know, Channel 7 was interviewing a lot of people, and a lot of people didn't want to be on camera. Had you heard about that? Which part? The whole thing. Like, I, I, I didn't know about that. 
Yeah, well, I know the guys that, that beat Miles Green were known as the Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, yeah, but that was known. That was known about that. I didn't know about that. Yep. I mean, well, I mean, granted, I, we were kids yeah. at that time, but yeah. I, 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 I don't know why, but I've looked at that for um, you know after um, years because you know initially they were acquitted, and then the one cop was actually tried again and tried for manslaughter, and he did four years, four years in jail. Then he ended up dying probably two thousand five ish or something like that, but. The Mallards Green case suffered from happening around the same time as Rodney King. It's kind of like the same thing as the Ezel guy in L.A. But the better part about that 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 case, I mean, there's no better part. It was a life loss, and he didn't all his life was lost because he would not open his hand, and they beat him inside of a car to death. And one of the cops got out, went to his trunk, wiped off his fucking flashlight, and went on like nothing happened. But the, the the things that happened with them, which which was a lot, which I, I think a lot of these uh, police uh, agencies to take note, those officers were suspended without pay. Even the officers that witnessed it, it was like seven officers that either took part somehow or witnessed it. They were all suspended without pay, you know, and they went through a, a, a due process just like they should have. Right. That shit ain't happening. You got the officers, officers that. You know, uh, participated with Eric Garner, the, uh, the uh, guy that got choked out in New, uh, New York. Right. They were suspended with pay. They fuck yeah. around and end up uh, arresting the guy who uh, videotaped it. Videotaped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some. He had some crazy gun charges. Or something. Well, he had mad price. Yeah, yeah, though. mad price. Which I get that, but they put they almost put more of an emphasis on arresting that guy than still you. That guy, uh, the guy who did, you know, who actually, you know, choked. Air Garner, he still, you know, he ain't charged with murder, right. you know. So <laughs> that's one I've been making a conscious effort not to say you know because I say you know a lot, and I heard <laughs> the last episode I said it a lot. Uh, my girl mentioned that. Yeah, I, she's I like, know. Otis says you know a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and so I've been trying to make a conscious effort, but I, I catch myself saying it. I, it's, it's like a filler. Uh, I took a. Just I think a, you said that you say you know what I, you know what I'm saying or you know yeah, something. Actually, it was you know what I'm saying. It's a full. Thing. Yeah, it was you know what I'm saying. I, I, I don't I, even I, notice it, but yeah. <laughs> she did. So I've been uh, taking a uh, making a conversation. I, I mean, I take this took this uh, like speaking class when I went to Henry Ford Community, and it was talking about how words that you you know you say is usually just fillers. So that you know when you get to that point, you try to try to pause if you feel like you're going to say it. Yeah, but. I'm, this this shit is so heated. We get it's hard to you know. It's tough, but it helps that it helps that I'm here because if you if you have a moment where you got to pause to get your thoughts together, yeah, you it's not dead it. air. Right, right. I can feel it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, just like you have to do when I go piss. Right. Exactly. And vice <laughs> versa. Oh, uh, we had a we had a few more questions. We had a bunch of questions actually, and we were gonna try to get to. Yeah, I, I kind of want to make it a little bit more lighthearted. I'm glad that I got a lot of the shit off my chest that I wanted to get off because there was a lot. Of, I had a lot of thoughts on it that I didn't tweet about. Because at this point, if you tweet about the Mike Brown shit, your shit can get lost in thousands of fucking tweets. That's, yeah, so that's I, I like you, the fact that I was able to get this shit yeah. off my chest, and because I had a whole lot of thoughts over the course of the past week that I was waiting to to get out on air. So I'm looking through questions, and uh, thank you, Blue. Because uh, you posted a lot. Um, <laughs> on a much lighter note. So one of the questions that Blue had asked was, 
Have you ever donkey punched a woman? <laughs> Who's gonna start with his stupidest fucking question? <laughs> so before, he asked like questions where I was like, I actually want to answer the vast majority of these. Yeah. And then that's not one of and them. And then I found that one. Well, I want to answer that one because I looked it up. It's worth, yeah, it's worth reading the so actual before, urban dictionary description. Before we start recording, we know we do our our, our normal ritual, of, you know, preparing for the podcast, talking shit, drinking, smoking. And preparing is being very generous. Yeah, very generous, right. Preparing means smoke and drink and get right, right. before yeah, we start. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Yeah, so before preparation for tonight's podcast, we uh we was talking about what is a donkey punch. And I had no idea like well, I had no idea at all. I have I had not put it together being something sexual or I'm sorry involving. I'm sniffling. I, I have my allergies have been acting up the past couple of days. Uh, I never put in anything sexual, and so that's what Mike said. You know, something about punching a chick once you reach around or some crazy shit. <laughs> I can't. I, I didn't say anything about reach arounds, but I knew it was. It was, sexual. It was something. To say I that knew it was sexual. Yeah. So I, you know, because you know, Google is your friend. I search your best friend. Your best friend. Y'all best need friend. to be using that before you post what, shit on the right. Internet. Exactly. So. And then you see some random article about Eminem uh, being dogged by Jay-Z. You should just, just search it. See what happens. Exactly. See so, what you find out. So I searched, with, I searched Donkey Punch. And, of course, Urban Dictionary has a... So uh, clutch. Uh, Urban Dictionary is. Has a, a, a pretty thorough definition of what Donkey Punch is. And for those of us that were over 30... Uh, rap genius is very is very clutch as well because mm-hmm. yeah. rappers be saying shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I would go there and they would give a full explanation. So, donkey punch. The donkey punch is when you're in when you're engaged in anal sex and when you're about to ejaculate, you punch the poor little lady in the back of the head so her anal cavity tightens, making the orgasm that much more better for you, of course. And then, you know, they give an example. I donkey punched Meredith last night, and it was awesome. So, to immediately answer Blue's question, no, I have not done that. No, I have uh, not. That's a that's kind of like a move you go to where you're trying to get the supreme nut. Like, you, you get that nut, because you know you're not going to fuck this girl again after you punch her in the back of the head. Unless she's like... So what happened to like... Which one is sadist or masochist? Whichever one enjoys yeah. the punishment. I think that's the masochist. <laughs> so, Unless your girl is one of them. So if how, you do a donkey punch, you're not fucking again. So how... Shit. I, I wouldn't think, like, why not just pull her hair? Why not, you know... Why why, got it, why do you have to get this reaction out of her? Because it says it tightens her ass up, and it, it makes... makes well, it, I get... It, yeah, yeah, the, I know the, that. The funny thing about it is that it says it... it uh, what, it, what was the exact word? Um, punch in the back of the head. Her anal cavity. Her anal cavity. As if the anal cavity isn't tight enough. That's, as and, and, and that's what I'm going to say too. Like, <laughs> I, from what I've heard, you can't even answer t- the anal cavity. Like, you know, you just can't. Dry. Just, just, like, you, <laughs> it's not falling into it. You know? Yeah, you, you can't do some really work. Just, yeah, so, you can't really just fall. The fact that ass. you're even, you know, ooh, so fact, I've heard. I, so, so I've heard. So I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> so so I've read in books. So, that, so that, so that, I guess the question I have is like, who are you messing with that has a loose anal cavity? Like it's, it's, that, it's, that you need to punch her in the back you of the need head to for it to be tight. <laughs> of all the things you got to do, you can't, you know, you can't stimulate her by rubbing on some titties, you know. Right. From what I've read on the internet, not from experience, that anal sex is pretty tight as it is. 
So yeah, you gotta you gotta punch in the back of the head to get it tighter. Yeah, that's yeah. That's probably an anal cavity's been penetrated on multiple occasions. On by multiple occasions, probably more, dicks, probably more than the other. Very size, possibly by multiple dicks. Uh, yeah, or by um, what's her face? Um, uh, I bust three times and then yeah, I give him the piece piece side. Yeah, I'm sure she's her just, anal cavity might be. I'm, loose. I'm, I'm sure she's participated in, in many. Anal, she might. Yeah, donkey many, donkey punches might be necessary for her. Many anal cavity raids. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. yeah, to answer the question, no, I no, have not done that. Nor do I intend no, on doing I that. It. No. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Blue's probably done it, just because he's that type of nigga. I'm, but <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure the lady in my life wouldn't appreciate that at all. I, I'm sure about that as well. I, I would not attempt to punch any girl during sex in any kind of way. It's not a good look. <laughs> but Blue did actually did ask, ask some valid questions that are actually worth discussing. Um, one of the questions did have to do with how we how we would respond to uh, to this whole situation with the Mike Brown shit and how do we, how do we proceed moving forward? So we we touched on that. Um, did you want to read some? You want me to read them? Uh, I had one. If you didn't have one offhand, I, I got his list of questions up. So well, I'm no, I was saying if you didn't have one, you want to specifically read. I have one. I want to. I kind of want to touch on all of them. Okay, well, or most of them. I do have one, and then you can the do donkey it. punch one. Ironically, was the one I was going to ignore, but <laughs> you brought it up, so whatever. What I want, what the one I want to read was, uh, and I will. Is a college degree important, or is it just a sheet of paper saying you can read a book and follow directions? If <laughs> um, if you want to respond, well, well, I would say that I think that having. Being educated of some form, whether it's a college degree or trade, I think is important. I don't know if having a college degree is that important, but I think having post high school knowledge is important. I think that a college degree is important in the sense of having the higher education and having that on your resume. But I feel like the college degree at this point is almost the equivalent of, like, having graduated high school, having a high school diploma. Like, it's not, I would say maybe, like, 10, 15 years ago, a college degree set you apart from everyone else, whereas now a college degree is, like, whatever. So what? Everybody has a fucking college degree. What 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 do you bring to the table aside from that? So I think a college degree right now is kind of the equivalent of the diploma. Like, I don't think it's, like, I think it is mandatory, but I don't think it sets you apart from anyone else. I think you need to have, like, a master's or something like that if you really want to set yourself apart. As far as actual college goes, um, for me, I didn't find college challenging. I found it as, like, kind of what he said. He said, is it a sheet of paper saying you can read a book that follow directions? That's exactly what I view it as. It's not a it's not a indicator of any higher level of intelligence or anything like that. It's to me it's like a it's it shows a dedication of hey, I went to college and I was there the whole time and I finished. And that's pretty much it. I don't think it's uh I don't think it's anything that sets you apart at this point. Um I would still say get one. Because now, because you need to bring yourself up to that playing field of all the other people who got one. But I don't think it's something that sets you apart. But it's something you need. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I well, me. At least moving forward. Yeah, 
well, I think I think you have to have well, you have to have more than just high school um, anything. Uh, and I and I I can say that from only having a high school diploma that you know I've been you know let go from from positions because of not having a degree or you know not accepted for other places having a degree. But I think that you can't just push kids to just go to college for the sake of. Um, I'm gonna urinate, so you might want to uh, <laughs> might want to stretch this whole college degree thing out for a minute. <laughs> I'm usually kind of incognito about mine. He's like, "Yeah, I gotta go piss." Keep yeah, talking, keep talking, nigga. Um, yeah, as a person that does have a, um, a college degree, you know, and I know many people who do who 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 do have college degrees, and you know, they've had the hardest time finding gigs and stuff. And I just be like, man. I've had a hard time, but for a person that has, you know, uh, a four-year education and still have a hard time and still have to worry about paying, you know, loans back and stuff, it got to be, you know, that, you know, that worse. But uh, to answer the question, I think you need to have something. I think, you know, you know, learning trades, you know, if you really want to go to college, that's fine. But if you want to do something that's trade-worthy, where it's, you know, plumbing or carpentry or auto or electricity, or just doing stuff on your own. But, you know, I think people definitely look for the paper, you know, being, you know, a, you know, a college degree uh, more so than a lot. I think you're most likely to get a position having a degree. And then it probably doesn't even matter what your degree is in, you know, as long as you have a degree. I guess it shows that you were able to, you know, withstand college and study and things of that nature. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I just had to put that out there. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think it's a valid question though. So I hope we were able to answer, um, answer that Mr. Blue. So, and Mike is back. Yeah. With a random pole slide. <laughs> yeah, that was like prevent myself from falling over. Because <laughs> I had a very struggle struggle walk back. Um, but yeah, I get my thoughts on a college degree. I think ultimately in real life, I think it's like not that important. Because uh, if somebody says to me, hey, I have a degree, I'm going to say so. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I don't yeah. think that you're any better than anyone else. But hey, it helps you in your, your, uh, your application. In the sense of like, I don't think it helps you in the sense of like, hey, I have a college degree, so take that into consideration. It, I think it just helps you versus the people who don't. So, but if you enter into a situation where everybody got one, it's not going to help you. And we're at a point where a lot of people got them. So, and a lot of people. Ain't you're going to have your college degree, and you're going to apply for a job, and you're going to think, hey, I have a, I have a bachelor's degree in whatever. That should help me out, and then. There's going to be that applicant who has a master's, and that's all. That's almost certainly going to happen. So get it, but don't think that it's going to set you apart from anyone else because it's it's really not at this point. It's like a high school diploma at this point. Um. So let's see. You can pick the next one. Do do do. Okay, I actually underestimated how many of these are worth talking about. Um, let's see. The college degree one. He asked one about why there's so many rich pre- preachers and so many poor people. Uh, 
It says, didn't Jesus say it's easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven? Eh, well, <laughs> I think I'll kind of, do I want to do this right now? Because <laughs> he kind of has two religious questions. There's that one, and then he asks, um, how important is religion in today's world? Uh, and I, people have been asking to talk about religion on the podcast, and I'm like not really a fan of doing that. So I think we, we, can least do the, we can do the first one. Um, I don't know as much to it, although that you know, I think that hmm. I think it sets the uh, to have these you know lavish you know pastors and preachers. It sets a bad precedent because of all of the you know the. I don't think it's 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 not a good a good a good example for the the communities you're serving. You know, I think it puts you know them at a uh, a higher level of even if you if you're a believer into that. You know, it puts them at a higher level, and you're not you can't touch them. You can't you know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of conflicted. I'm not conflicted the way I think it's just fucked up. I just think that you know most should be living at a, you know at a reasonable level that they're the people that they serve are. If that's the case, and I see you're lighting up a. That lager, lager provider number nine was clutch. I liked it. Um, Hard to follow the cigars after that, I would assume. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't. I'm not a big fan of of preachers having lavish shit, just because the whole idea of giving tithe is like it's supposed to help the church. Is 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 my idea? It's not supposed to help your personal life. So like, my grandmother's a pastor, and when people who are members of the church give tithes, they use that money to improve the church. They'll, you know, get better lights or they'll fix the pulpit or they'll add a, you know, a, a, a kitchen or, you know, whatever. Things to improve the church. So if you are one of those mega churches or whatever and you're giving tithes and you have thousands of people who go there or hundreds of people, whatever, and they're all giving money and then you use that money and you can't necessarily say he uses that money to buy a Porsche, but if you see the preacher rolling up in a Porsche, it's like you kind of think maybe is that what you're doing it for? Yeah, it's like <clears throat> it makes religion look like far more of a business than a uh, you know something that's for the betterment of the people. So I always um, I always thought that you know, well I don't know if you know that, that most and I believe it's most religious institutions. I don't know if it's just necessarily churches, but uh, and I know it's here, and I don't know you know how that works in other states and stuff. But most churches don't pay property tax. Mm-hmm. So my thought always has been that a community, a, a, a church, especially a mega church where, you know, you're taking money away from the city or the neighborhoods because you're not paying into it. You should have you should be able to show that you're able to do that much. It's say, you know, a, a random church, you know, will probably pay ten thousand dollars a year in property taxes. 
you should be in a show that you're show, doing that much for the community that you're serving or the community you're in and stuff like that. Because you're not, that's money that, you know, you're not, obviously, well, for, for most, it shouldn't be uh, a business. Yeah. You know, so it's like if you're not a business and you're getting tax breaks, you should be able to put that much more in the community that you're in or whatever. Um, but you have some, you have the Creflo dollars. And I don't know, I've, I've been um I've been a fan of watching Preachers uh the Preachers of LA? Yeah. Yeah, Preachers of LA. And he's some lavish dudes, man. Yeah. And I just don't see the the people aren't are living like that. So how can you live so lavish and the people aren't? Exactly. That's that's one of my issues with it is is if you're a preacher, you're a preacher of a like a mega church. People who go to church aren't aren't necessarily uh financially fit to be donating to you so this is hurting them financially if you're a person who goes week to week you know your paychecks feeding your family paying your bills or whatever and you factor in giving money to your church and then you see your pastor rolling up in the bins that's that's a that's a problem to me like these are people who you're catching the bus getting there yes yeah, you roll up and the money for them is a big deal to give that to you and you're using it for your own personal benefit and these people who who are giving this money, they think that they're doing it for a good cause. And if I'm doing that, I want to see uh, memory foam cushions on the pews, or I want to see like you know water fountains in the church, or you know like the little things, you know like a double ply toilet paper. Or I don't, I don't know like. Little things to make your church going experience better, not things to help, you know, air conditioning in the church, whatever. Not things to help make your preacher's personal life better. And his question about how important is religion in today's world, um, I kind of have mixed views on that. As a person who is, um, I'm atheist, and I don't, I don't, well, y'all know what atheist is, I don't, I don't need to explain it. Um, I'm atheist, but. You would think as an atheist that I would say that religion is is bad for today's world. And for the most part, I kind of think it is because it it I don't really want to talk about. It. I really I really don't want to go to. I've been fighting talking about religion for fifteen weeks, but I will say, in the interest of not going too negative into it, I do think that religion holds a good place in the world in the sense of. There are people who behave, who are better people because of it. Like, they might have, like, on my side of things, I look at it as people will be nice because they're scared of what will happen to them if they're not. And I don't agree with that train of thought. I don't like that train of thought. Like, I'm going to be a good person because if I'm not, I'm going to go to hell. Not because I'm going to be a good person because it's the right thing to do. I don't like that train of thought, but if religion helps people be better or it helps them cope with negative situations in their life or just helps them get by, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm I'm not going to fault somebody for that. Yeah. But I think that generally it does, uh, my personal opinion, I'm sure there will be tons of people who don't agree, but I think that it generally has a negative impact because it helps it gives people this 
false sense of security and it, it makes them it makes them feel like there's someone who's there for them that might not be. Well, I think, you know, if you're if you're if you're not a believer, you you would definitely shun you know whatever their reason, but and I think you, I think the point you made on that kind of helped me with the point you made earlier, where we was talking about how how do we you know, you know, make black people just as equal, and we you know we were talking about you know random rally things of that nature, and I, and I and from what I gather, you 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 want you want to be more focused on not how it happened, but how does it happen because you can have an end result. If that black people are recognized equally, but if it's from pity, or is it be from you know that's not you know so I guess it's more so on the on the root of how it happens, not basically the end result of it, you know. So I can get that. I get that. Yeah, I mean it's it's the part of the the only part of religion that I'm for is the part that if that's how you get by, like if that helps you cope with negative shit that happens in your life, like if you lose somebody who's important to you and religion helps you get through that situation, fine. That's I'm, I'm good with that. If that helps you be a good person, like if you, you know, if, if because you're, you're a Christian, you think, hey, you know, I, I should donate to this charity or I, I should be better to people or I should... Be a, just be a better person as a whole. I'm okay with that, but I think that it gives. I think that it can have negative effects too because it, it has people living in a, a world that's not really real. Like they, they'll think like, um, this situation happened and it was it's out of my control because that's God's will or something like that. And I don't like the fact that people will take a situation right and they'll have a they'll look at it like okay well this good thing happened and thank god for that like i was in a car accident or something like that and i lived or i escaped it with minimal injuries and you know thank god for that or uh you know this fucked up situation happened somewhere else but you know this baby was, you know, taken out of the situation and the baby lived. Thank God that the baby lived. And I think you actually, you tweeted something about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, when you, the, the flooding shit. Yeah, you yeah. said, I'm like, thank God I made it home. And it was like, my, my first thought was like, assuming you're a religious person and you believe in God and all this, and you think, thank God I made it home, that I made it home safe, like, were you not thinking that if you think that God was responsible for you making it home safe, are you not thinking that God was responsible for our, the flood in the first place or all the other people who didn't make it home? And I, I think, like, I think it, it clouds people's judgment because, like, what about all the people who didn't make it? What about all the people who did die? What about the fact that God created this flood in the first place? Right. I, I, I think that, you know, for, and, and I would definitely say, I, I would, you know, um, being that I had a a, a a religious background, and I, you know, so I, I. I definitely, I would I would lean myself more to that versus you know, um, agnostic or whatever you want to call it, not not a belief or atheist or atheist. I don't. I, what I don't. I never really understand. Like you know, it shouldn't. 
another person's belief shouldn't really dictate or bother a person that doesn't, as long as you're not offending that person. You know, so absolutely. And so, that, I would say that's that's one of the things I always you know lean is like you know if you know random person says you know hey you know. Got well, whatever the case, you know. I, I don't think, but you know, I think you have you know, a lot of cases where you know a lot of people who are believers uh, of a God, you know, uh, tend to push their beliefs on another person, and I think that can be a burden, especially if you're not one of those people who believe. It's like you know, why why are you you know trying to push me on what you're you know? And that's all. It's funny, you know. That's another I, problem I have with it. Yeah. I don't like when a Christian person. Says you know pushes their beliefs on someone else, and but you never hear about atheist people trying to sell Christians on atheism, and I don't I don't care for that either. Trying to sell people on your viewpoint, I always I always laugh because I have friends who are uh, you know Jehovah Witness, and I always you know I'll I'll Isn't Chris Jehovah Witness, yeah, and his brothers and so forth, and so I become the you know I I I don't know. A, a ton, a ton about, but I, you know, because I'm friends with them, I definitely respect it, and I always, you know, see, you know, Jehovah Witness jokes about, you know, people coming to your door and people hiding in their house and so forth and not going to the door, and I always right. think like, you can't, don't blame a person for coming to your house, blame you for not for hiding in your fucking house and not, you know, having this conversation whether you don't want to talk to somebody, you can easily go to the door and say. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you, and the person would just politely just leave the house or whatever. Now you have. Do you have issues with people being a lot pushy? But oh, for the most I, part, from what I've heard, yeah. that's not the case. Like, yeah. hey, I'm not interested. Oh, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't so, I mean, I think you have issues, but I think you know initially. I just don't know if 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 you don't want a certain person in your space or ever you're able to diffuse that. I think there there are cases where you know some people are pushy like that, but. I ain't, ain't no nigga gonna have me hiding in my under my bed. You come to my house. It's like, what's up? You know, and if I don't agree with you saying, I'm gonna tell you. But you know, I'm not gonna be in my own domain and be like, shit. Who gonna go to the door and tell them we don't want to know? You know what I mean? It's just like crazy. But yeah, what other? Uh, do we have any time for more questions? We have as much time as we want. We ain't on. We ain't on a time limit as far as I'm concerned. You know, I was. I was watch. I was not watching. I was watching the time and um, listening to uh, Brilliant Idiots. I was like, man, those guys go two hours strong, dude. Like, all the time. Yeah, uh, Brilliant Idiots, like, it's my favorite podcast right now. And it's it's, it's strongly comedic, but, like, I, I like the fact that... I have a hard time they, listening to Charlemagne that long. Yeah, it's like... I, it's, part of me is like... I'm kind of torn because, like, I, I I love the podcast because it I like the I like the fact that it's long. I like the fact that they talk for a while and that it can be funny. But I, at the same time, like, if they're not on their game and they're kind of sounding ignorant or some shit like that, it can get tedious over the course of uh, hour forty minutes. So speaking like speaking of podcasts. Or podcast, <laughs> I'm like, damn, you just pluralized the podcasts. <laughs> What's How many podcast? podcasts is that? If it's right, right, podcast. That's like that's like quadruple <laughs> DP. Um, who do you listen to? Oh wow! Um, just give me a hot second, right quick. I'm trying to like make a note of everything we discussed because we discussed kind of a lot. 
Okay, well, while you're doing that, um, I'll, uh, I don't listen to many podcasts. Uh, I I hardly I rarely listen to our own because I, I've said many a times that I don't like hearing my voice. But I like to listen just to remember the stuff we talked about. So I try to listen, but I don't get a chance to listen as much as I really want to because I haven't I haven't faced that fear. <laughs> but I when I before I really got into like you know normal people podcasts like ourselves and things of that nature, I used to listen to. Um, I should say these two. I still listen to This American Life. Um, what is that about? It's podcast. It's one of the most popular ones, but I don't really know it's, what it's, it's about. It's podcast of real life stories, um, real real life situations. Uh, from you know, I mean, it's, it's, it has a numerous topics, but uh, Ira Glass. That's a. Uh, um, he's the one of the hosts on there. What's his name? Ira I R A Glass. Okay, and he's one of the hosts on there, and. Um, it's a pretty good show. A lot of times, you know, they end up. It, it, it sometimes they will have stuff that's actually been in the news, and they expound on it, and they're, they're interviewing and things of that nature. Um, that was one of the first podcasts I've actually paid for uh, oh, wow. because the app was I didn't like anyone's cost money. Well, for the app, the app was you can listen on on your computer for free, but the app was like two bucks. But I'm like, it's fucking two dollars. And you know you could stream the, um, the episodes, you could download the episodes, and that's a pretty. Well, I would suggest that one if you ever uh, got a chance to check. I would try to find some. I used to uh, save, a, excuse me, save the ones I used to listen. But I'm, I'm really sparingly with it. But that's one of the favorite ones I've listened to. Uh, so what do they talk about on it? I mean, it's it's a array of topics, man. They don't have a really a set topic. Like a lot news of, or news stories doesn't happen. Personal stories doesn't happen. You know, I don't. I, I don't know, man. It's just so. What's good about it? I think they're real detailed with the people they interview. They find stories they can get interviews. Yeah, they do interviews from people who actually dealt with these certain stories. Some stuff has been in the news. Some stuff is not. Weird stories, odd stories. You know, it's it's not it's not a uh, off the hip, uh, you know, show or whatever. It's it's real detailed, real uh, specific. You know, as far as their topic and so forth, they're, they're random though, man. They have like hundreds of them and so forth. Well, but, uh, um, I listen to. I have my go-to ones. We we've kind of touched on it before, but I have like, I, I I might have some ones that we haven't talked about before. Like I have like a whole cycle of of like days and podcasts that I listen to. Like, okay, this podcast comes out on this day. I listen to it on this day. Um, so we mentioned brilliant idiots. I listen to that. That's Charlemagne the God. He's um, who's the other fuck dude? Andrew Schultz. He's um, he's on Guy Code and Girl Code on MTV or uh, MTV Two. Okay. I think like Did that. He, he's like does he do here. another uh, podcast or is that no, just okay? This is that. Um, he I only know him from that. He's a stand up comedian. He does Guy Code and Girl Code on MTV Two, and he does that. And then Charlemagne, most people probably know from The Breakfast Club. He was uh. Highly involved in the 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 guy interview of Ray J. Um, best interview ever. Best interview ever. And um, so that's kind of like my go to. I like that one. I, I I like Charlemagne. A lot of the time, I agree with Charlemagne. But Charlemagne is like mad ignorant too. At the same time, you no, know, he's our age. Yeah, he's like thirty four. Yeah, like I don't that. know. I thought he was much older, dude. Yeah, he's he's like thirty four. Um, 
He's your age. He's not my age. I'm, cons- yeah. I'm considerably younger than 32. <laughs> considerably younger than 34. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Way younger. But um, I listened to that. I listened to the read. Um, that the read kind of introduced me to podcasts because I, I I listened to the read is hosted by Kid Fury and Crystal. Um, Kid, they're both uh gay. I've been listening to them more. Yeah, they're both they're both gay. Kid Fury, I was introduced to um. From a co-worker, Gabby. Shout out to Gabby if you listen to this. Oh, she's your co-worker? She, yes. Okay, I remember saying on Facebook. That's yeah, Gabby uh, Gabby put me on Kid Fury um, at work. She actually transferred to uh, a different company. Well, it's within our family of companies, but uh, she moved to San Diego. Um, but she introduced me to Kid Fury, and he had YouTube videos uh, before the read. And I became a Kid Fury fan when I watched uh, his video about the bus driver who punched that girl. You remember that story? Mm-hmm. That that video is crazy. But well, no, was he doing the the read prior to that? The, no, the read was after this. Okay, okay. But that when she put me on that video, well, she put me on Kid Fury and his videos, and I watched that video, and that video is what like made me a Kid Fury fan. Like I was at work crying, laughing. At that video, and uh, so I became a Kid Fury fan at that point. I actually tweeted him actually, like, bef- this was again before the read actually started, and I tweeted him about that, and uh, he responded. Kid Fury responds to tweets semi often. Like I've tweeted Kid Fury a number of times. He's responded. I've, tri- I've tweeted Crystal a few times. She's responded. But uh, so I got onto that from them. I love that because they they just they're just hilarious, man. It's it's. I don't know if this is. I don't know if this sounds weird or wrong, but like gay people are funny as fuck, man. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> they're just funny as hell. But like they're both. Kid Fury's mad funny. Crystal's mad funny. The the read is like a combination of humor. It's topical, and they have a portion that's called the read, where they just rant. And I'm a huge fan of ranting, obviously. And I've been ranting it's since... our our podcast. Right. <laughs> I've been ranting since probably when I first started college. I had a whole... You remember Black Planet? <laughs> <laughs> I had a Black Planet page for myself. And then I had an entirely separate Black Planet page for my rants. And my rant Black Planet page was actually pretty popular. But, um... So I listened to the read... I was to Jesus versus Miro. We talked about that earlier when Miro hopped in my mentions. Fuck Miro. Yeah, his, his soft ass. Um, I listened to Guys We Fucked. It's this these two these two white girls from New York who interview guys that they fucked in the past. They call it the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast, and it's basically preaches uh, sexual liberty, like just <laughs> being a slut. I was. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you hear? Uh... I listened to one recently. The one was, the one, I, and I, I don't know the, the character separately, but one was talking about how she had uh, the first time she heard her roommate's uh, friend, her roommate's lover or sex partner, and he was uh, making a sign when he was busting or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is a fucked mess. up uh, time to meet somebody. You hear that old face? Yeah, they're a complete mess. I listened to uh, Combat Jet. He interviews like uh, yeah, rappers, I, I've but not to, like current rappers. Like I've listened to uh, 
um, his a few times. I think the, the more the, the the best one I've heard of his is when the first time he interviewed uh, Dane yeah. and uh, uh, just, just Blaze, he was yeah. blazing him about the, blazing him pun. Uh, was talking about the damn jersey he had bought from the store or some. Crazy I retweeted. Shit. That's the, one of the only podcasts that I've retweeted in the our timeline. So like, if you go on the. Actually, you can't go into the What Up Though podcast timeline because it'll just have our episodes. But, like, if you are on, like, if you follow us on SoundCloud, at the time, I retweeted that episode. And it would it would have shown up in your timeline if you follow us. And that, yeah, the, the Combat Jack episodes where they've had Dame Dash on there have been legendary. So I listened to that. They have really good interviews. Like, I was telling somebody earlier that... You you might see a Combat Jack, and you'll look at who he's interviewing, and you think, like, I don't even know who that is, or I don't want to hear what he has to say, but then you listen to it, and it's incredibly interesting, because he, he, they talk about, like, so much behind-the-scenes rap shit. Yeah, I think if we had, you know, that, that, I think Combat Jack was one of the ones that actually want, uh, I you know, started thinking about blogging, I mean, I'm blogging, podcasting more, because they have, they have great structure, they, you know... They cover a lot of topics. They're thorough with theirs. You know, I, I, they're definitely a fan of the Combat Jack one. Yeah, and Combat Jack was on the last episode of Brilliant Idiots, and they talked about white privilege. White privilege and stuff, yeah. And it was a very... It, it wasn't as good as it could have been because they argued so much and people were Yeah, they were getting another. into it. Was lot, I, was listening and, to, I was listening to this morning, man, when I was uh, driving. I was like, wow. Yeah, and Combat Jack got too serious for a comedic podcast, but at the same time... Andrew and Charlemagne were like mad ignorant and like it, it was it was good and bad at the same time. But I, I listened to that. I listened to um I listened to the podcast that talk about like TV shows and movies that I like. So I got a Game of Thrones podcast to listen to. That's you got the first season. Was that I got the first season? I thought you were already watching it. I know, you I finished just, it or you no, started no, no. watching it? I have it. Oh, okay. I have, it's not even entered my house yet. It's on a flash drive in my car. Okay, well, talk to me when you watch it. <laughs> uh, but it's called Podcast Winterfell. So I listen to that. Um, it's everything. I love... they. The, the, the My favorite thing about Podcast Winterfell is that they will talk about Game of Thrones for like two or three hours. <laughs> like, wow. And that's how much I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. No, wait. No, I don't... They are actually. No, I... I uh, Subscribe to them through iTunes, but they have uh, no. I don't subscribe through iTunes. I listen to them through their website, so it's like podcastwinterfell.com or something like that. And then you can just play the episodes from the website, so you don't have to subscribe to anything. But the episodes will be they they won't they are not all like two to three hours long, but they'll spend like if it comes to it, they'll spend like three hours talking about Game of Thrones, okay. and it'll be split. Between uh, people who only watch the TV show and people who have read the books, so they'll say like, "Okay, now we're gonna we spent the first hour, hour and a half talking about Game of Thrones for the people who watch the show. Now this is the portion where we're gonna talk about it for people who've read the books. So then at that point, I'm gonna turn it off because I haven't read the books. So oh, okay. yeah. But like, I, I love that podcast. Like that. Yeah, so it's it's a completely spoiler-free podcast. So if you haven't read the books, you can still listen to it because the vast majority are for the show. But if they have a portion where they talk about book shit, they let you know so you can turn it off beforehand. And they, I like it too because I'll tweet them. I'll tweet the guy of the podcast. He responded to me. He's read my tweets on the on the show before. Like it's it's 
it's it's dope. I, I I love listening to Game of Thrones shit for like three hours. I I love that shit. So I listen to that. Um, I listen to a few other ones that I have like maybe like three or four other ones that I listen to, but they're not that good. Those those are like my clutch ones that I love. And I'm gonna get into other ones that have to do with like TV and movies and shit like that. So yeah, those are my faves. I really want to get into a couple more. I think I said the read is definitely one I've grown into. Um, the read their, is just great. Their, 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 their latest really one great. was really cool. Uh, Kid Fury was on on a, a hell of a rampage. Rents. Uh, their best. You mean the very very most recent one? But that's the one where it's talking about stuff in Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. That was a great. That was a great episode because they. It was very similar to what we just had with talking about the situation because they had their the read portion of it. The whole read portion was dedicated to the whole Mike Brown Ferguson shit. They they're really good with articulating their thoughts well, and I struggle with that. I have great thoughts throughout the week, or I can write really well, but when it comes to recording the podcast, I'll stutter or I'll have pauses. Or I can't quite get my thoughts out, and they're really good with articulating themselves and. They they talked about the Mike Brown shit and it, it came across really well. Oh yeah, I think I, they I covered really, they covered it pretty good. I was I was thoroughly impressed. I told both of them and said that, that was one of their best reads ever. That was, that prob- was yeah, really it, it was. Good. That was probably the the uh, the most I've listened to uh, the podcast, and I've been trying to get into it more. Uh, but definitely the the most I've listened to, it. and I, I was like, yeah, they were they were on point on all they said. It was funny. That's why I was I was laughing because I was. Noticing, you know, they do the the sponsor the sponsored parts, you know, in the middle of it. You know, they had a they have numerous sponsors on on there. They're one of the most popular podcasts in podcasting. So yeah, they had an episode. My one of my favorites was um, it was one that was called like "What's Wrong with Fury" or something like that. It's a fairly old episode; it might be about a year old. But they do a portion of their show where they read listener letters, and they do this every week. And this one, someone wrote and asked what Kid Fury has against Tyler Perry, and it started off as something very casual, kind of just like why he doesn't really—he's not really a big fan of Tyler Perry movies. But, like, it turned into this epic rant. Like, it was so epic. And it was so it was so good. Like, I have to see... There's a portion of it where Kid Fury was referencing a specific movie. And I need to... I want to watch the movie just so I could see the part that he was referencing. Because I was, like, crying, turning red, laughing. Like, it was so good. Like, he's one of the only people... That like will make me laugh to the point where like I'm like embarrassed at work and people are looking at me because I'm just like headphones on, laughing loud as fuck, crying and turning red and shit. So yeah, I absolutely love the read. It's just like at this point, they're almost eighty episodes deep, and I'm kind of accustomed to what they do. Whereas the brilliant idiots is still kind of a novelty for me. So I kind of I kind of go with the brilliant idiots first, just because it's new, it's funny, it's different, and the read is kind of formulaic for the most part. But the read and brilliant idiots are my two favorites, absolutely. And I do like Jesus versus Mero, even though 
I'm not a I'm not a Miro fan. Jesus is so funny that he cancels out Miro. It makes up for it. Yeah, and then some. Like it's not even like he levels it out. Like he's so funny that it makes it worth listening to every week. It's funny because the what's the guy on uh, Brilliant Idiots? Which one? The other guy. <laughs> the other guy. There's only two guys, right? Yeah, there's Charlemagne yeah, and that's Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the other guy to me because he, he uh, Andrew Schultz would kind of, you know, uh, reminds oh, me. Because you don't really know who he is and shit. Well, I just say the other guy because he's not the main guy because he reminds me of the Miro as far as, you know, there's a primary and secondary, I guess I should say. Right, right. And he's definitely the secondary guy on there. Blue also asked, does Facebook's new terms slash privacy rules go too far? And can I can I can I address that? That's it's a two person podcast. Yes, but I, I, I want to start first. Go ahead. No, <laughs> people have been freaking the fuck out over the Facebook Messenger uh, terms of service and stuff like that. They have the same turn. If you could, it, 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 um, your buddy, your boy Steven, mm-hmm. he posted, uh, he had a stat about this and he was commenting on it. And he did screenshots of other random apps that wasn't even communication apps. Like, was it Flickster? Flickster is a uh, movies. Exactly. Yeah. Flickster had the same fucking permissions that Facebook has, they had the same permission as Twitter. All of the apps has, says shit like um, um, accesses your phone book, accesses your pictures. It's the same shit. Right. It just what happened to Facebook had became more knowledgeable. Like, if that's the case, you shouldn't even have no apps on your phone. It's not just the Facebook app. It's every fucking app. They all address that shit. You download any new app, it's going to have all that shit. I just think it's blown out of proportion. I agree 110%. I've never spazzed out about Facebook's and Facebook changes their shit up all the time, and every time they change it, people ranting like Facebook's invading your privacy and blah 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 blah. And it's it's so blown out of proportion. But what they've they've always been to the, you know, it's like you know you could like, early I was searching for uh, I searched for some some chucks on on my computer. I go to Facebook, sure as shit, it's a fucking chucks app. I mean uh, chucks ad in the middle of the fucking page. They do that shit. I mean, you just have to be totally disconnected from like any social internet, social media internet period to not get this shit. It's in your cookies. This shit happens. Right. So if you don't want the Facebook app, cool. You should delete probably probably eighty nine percent of all apps on your phone if that's the case. Right. That shit's a bottom portion. That's stupid. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't have any issues with Facebook's terms of service at all. Like. I don't feel violated any more than I will with anything else. No. I don't, I don't particularly care. Nope. It's funny, I, when I uh, listen to the last one, I'm, I'm the, it's funny, I was chatting about uh, mics, you know, the plug-in for, you know, the record, and I was listening to the last one, I could, I'm like, man, I can hear the crickets so good. I think every episode, the crickets is like, Background noise for our podcast because they come in so <laughs> fucking well, dog. Like, wow. Uh, do we have any more questions that we can uh, do today, or let me check? We're running kind of long, but I don't really care. I don't this care. This has been a, a very productive episode. 
So yeah. I don't mind letting it run a little longer. It's funny, you know, I was thinking about shit to talk about, and only thing that's really been, you know, obviously Ferguson, the stuff that happened in Ferguson, has been, you know, on the news forever. So it's like so hard not to, you know, to avoid that. It's nothing to avoid, you know. I would, you know, if we had a, a month series on Ferguson and the things, you know, at least, you know, the things that keep coming up because at least last week we didn't we found out so much so much more than we knew last week but the problem is is that shit got worse there right you know we have more information and stuff still is you know getting bad there you know tear gas and you know i don't even hear a story you know the stories you won't hear as you know the the residents who tried to block looters and looters were getting in the cars that were out of state plates and stuff like that. It's like you don't hear those stories, but those stories are out there. You know what I mean? They're right. so fucked up, man. I just, I wish I was there. I really wish I was there. Like I would love to be there, man. Yeah, I, I think I would too. I just hope the shit's end soon, man. That shit, it just, that needs to end soon. The punk ass, fuck ass cop need to be in jail. That shit needs to happen. And if our whole ass president can't do that. You know, he just needs to be a lame duck for the rest of the fucking year. Because that's pretty right. much what he is. It's just, ugh, man. Hate that shit. Put yeah. a fucking passion. Um, the, so I have an email. Let's see, we got email from Kellen. He said, Mike, you and DJ Dick had me rolling about being mixed but, but looking black. Like y'all got Revit or LIGO. I've been watching too much Boondocks. Good show, fellas. Keep it up. And I wanted to touch on that just because I did get a lot of tweets and comments about the fact that I don't look mixed, so to speak. I just look like a light-skinned black guy. And that's interesting to me because I always thought that just light-skinned people were mixed as a whole. And I, I, I wonder, like, what about me makes me look, quote-unquote, black versus someone who's mixed? Like, well, as but, far as like the physical aspect, especially since I hear that like the way I talk lends me to being mixed, but like physically, like the way I look looks black and not mixed. I don't, I don't quite get that. But like I, I universally have heard that a lot this past week, and I find that interesting. I don't really know what that. So is based what on. is if you don't mind me asking, what's the what's the makeup of your girl's parents? Same because she's like okay, she has a white father and a black mom. Her mom, though, is, like, light-skinned. Like, her mom is, like, um, her her whole mom's side of the family is kind of light-skinned for the most part. So, like, she has a grandma who's, like, very light-skinned. Like, but I don't think she has, as far as I've seen, I don't think she has white people on her mom's side. Like, I can't. I can't really recall seeing a white person on her mom's side of the family, but her whole mom's side is very, very light-skinned. And then she has a white father. Whereas my mom is, I wouldn't say dark-skinned, like she's not like Idris Elba dark, but like she's like, maybe she's like, she's like your complexion. Okay. So like my mom is like, yeah, I your mom, yeah. Regular, yeah. Like my mom's just like regular black. And then my dad's white. It's funny because you know, like you have you have light skinned blacks that are just light skinned blacks. Their parents are black. Like my girl, her parents are black, but she's you know 
obviously a lot lighter than me. But both her parents are black. Mm-hmm. But then you have a situation, and it's funny with her. Yeah, she's been mistaken for being Indian, not like Native American, but straight like, like from India. India, yeah, it was just the weirdest shit. Um, so, you know, you have you know just like lighter folks that are just, I guess, just lighter skin, and I don't know what that because her dad is you know kind of browner skin, and her mom is, but I don't know what their uh, their makeup is, you know, past them. But but basically, both her parents are black. So the whole complexion thing—you never can tell. I I I, I honestly would never would have thought that you were mixed until you told me. I just figured you just light skin. But then you have my my best friend who's mixed, and his you know his it, it, same as yours. Your parents, his dad is white, and his mom is black. So weird. Well, I think I'm fresh out of stuff uh, that we could t- touch on. We're, yeah, we uh, touched on a lot over two hours. Yeah, yeah, we and we spent we touched on a lot despite spending and I thought the it was, vast majority on the Ferguson shit. Yeah, you know, and I just you know I I, I hope that you know some resolve comes soon. You know, I you know I wish the best for the protesters that you know they're they're getting heard, and I hope that you know the powers that be make some decisions on you know on a resolution for that sooner than later, but, you know, I definitely stand by all the protests that are there. Absolutely. I wish I was there. I really do wish I was there. I, I think it would be an awesome experience. It would be. And it's not even, you know, I think it's a, I, you know, you have the few people, I think they're there for the publicity, but I think that there are people there who genuinely, genuinely want some change. So, I hope that stuff can happen soon, so. Peace to y'all motherfuckers. Peace to y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Maya Angelou could not have said it better. <laughs> Peace to y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. We see y'all. We're ready to wrap up episode 15, so peace out. See y'all next week.